This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet farker? Just getting acclimated once again. I know it's, it hasn't been a while. It's what? Last Wednesday was the last time I sat here. And I'm back in the saddle again. Uh, talk about what I did while I was away. Of course, uh, talk about uh, the passing of Olivia Newton-John first. People, uh, there must be, a, I can't call it a game, but how quickly can you go, how quickly can you tell someone else that a celebrity died? I'm guilty as charged. Trust me. Because uh, Olivia Newton-John died at 73 years old. Uh, iconic uh, movie. Of course, she did a lot of things. But uh, you know, they, they, you're going to hear a lot about it um, uh, f- for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week. Ken Martin is already playing Olivia Newton-John music. Uh, the usual ones from uh, Greece and uh, Let's Get Physical, Hopelessly Devoted from Greece. Uh, but one of my favorite songs from her, and I was just talking to uh, uh, Ken about it, uh, was the song called Sam. It took me forever to realize that it was she was saying Sam. I thought she she was saying something like Thad or Sam Tad or whatever it was. Hey, she's from Australia. The guys are different down there. Uh, that's the one that goes Sam, you know Sam, Sam, you know where I am. And it goes on and on. Uh, that's one. That's the B version of one of her. That, I love that song. Anyway, uh, Olivia Newton-John passed away of uh, breast cancer. She's been uh, afflicted by it for over three decades. Since the 90s, when she was first diagnosed. Very sad, 73 years old. She also uh, married, uh, or rather had a boyfriend, or she was married to some guy that uh, some allege uh, faked his death. Uh, this was about, what, 12 years ago? He went missing, and they never found him. He had some financial, not to bring that up, <laughs> but I wonder if he's going to show up for the funeral. Maybe he's still alive. You never know. Uh, so, anyway, what else? And, of course, a lot of crazy stuff. Before I get into the, what I did, because I don't want to bore you to tears with a uh, with a slide version of what I did in Kansas City and St. Louis. Some good stuff. i got to share it with you. I mean, it's benign stuff, but it's the typical Glenn Curry stories. Um, and, and nothing bad. And I came back in one piece, but uh, I got a real good taste of middle America. Really did. And I uh, met up with my uh, brother. I'm, I'm the youngest of five, so everyone's... I'm, I, I always said I was uh, a single child of five because I was younger than everyone by at least five years. So they were kind of bunched up to four or five years, and then I came along as maybe a mistake uh, five years later. So, but anyway, uh, I ended up with my nephew and his uh, fiance. I was going to say new fiance. Sometimes you know you can have an old fiance, like an old lady fiance, as they would say in Northern New York. But uh, uh, Kate is her name. She's very nice. They met at uh, Penn State 
and they were traveling across country. So they uh, met us there by chance uh, in uh, Kansas City, and then uh, the next day in St. Louis. So that's one thing. But what I'm fascinated by are the two accidents that happened this past, well, late last week in Los Angeles. One gets more attention than the other. Uh, because Anne Hash, who used to be married or went out with Ellen DeGeneres, she was also with, uh, uh, whether paired up with uh, Steve Martin years ago, uh, actress, probably, you know, 93 pounds soaking wet, had a tough life. Someone was explaining earlier, you know, that she did have a really tough life, uh, abused as a child, uh, no excuses. Uh, but it's amazing because, you know, it was an A-lister, no longer an A-lister, but kind of close to there. Uh, washed up in a sense, unfortunately, like so many, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood actresses, you know, once you hit that 45 mark, I don't know what happens. Uh, the executives that, that wanted to nail you on a couch just don't want to look at you at a certain age. It's terrible. So someone like Anne had her career. Maybe she had demons earlier, but uh, she was uh, doing her own podcast this past Friday. And uh, she was explaining how she and her friend there, it was a horrible podcast. I mean, if you think this, this show is bad, <laughs> uh, try listening to the Ann Hesh podcast. And she's oh, yeah, we got wine, we got vodka, and it's bad audio quality. And this is the day of. And she's boasting about what she's drinking. And then hours later, she's driving a, a Mini uh, Cooper, four-door, by the way, uh, a putrid blue, electric blue color to it. I mean, at least if you're going to have to drive a Mini Cooper, get a good color, not that. And if you're going to drive that into someone's house, you know, just look, go in style. <laughs> the electric blue didn't work. So she's driving like a maniac. I don't know how many video cameras they, they, they caught of this woman driving. In one case, she drove around the block three times, uh, doing excessive speed, broad daylight, by the way. And then, uh, you know the story. I don't need to get into it. But the bottom line is she crashed into two buildings. The second one was the house where someone almost got killed. Just imagine just minding your own business. And next thing you know, someone's driving into your living room. It's Anne Hesh. Just moments earlier, she crashed into a garage. People try to help her, you know, the kindness of their heart. Oh, there's a woman. And, you know, she pulls the, out of there and proceeds to drive down the block. And she crashes into another place, setting it on fire. The woman in the house lost everything. I heard, uh, read something earlier that uh, they have a GoFundMe. She, they're up to like 80000 now. Whatever the deal is, people are helping her out. But, you know, that's, that's awful. Pictures of her family. Uh, you know, relics lost for good. And, and I say this because for some reason or other, Ann Hesh wasn't, we got to talk to Joe Stanley about this on Wednesday, legal uh, discussion, because they didn't test her for alcohol or other, you know, whatever. And as a result, they're just going to say, well, she just had a troubled childhood. She had a bad day. No one died. What does it matter? And that woman will be left with a GoFundMe and whatever she got. I mean, again, if, 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 if they found out that she was clearly drunk, that just, you know, that changes the charges extremely. And, you, you know, although Ann Hash has been washed up for some time, I'm sure she's, she's got some money in the bank. But you know darn well her defense team will say, oh, she was never tested. You can't suggest that she was drunk otherwise. And that's a shame because the common man obviously would have been tested immediately. Ann Hash got away with her, her life. And I'm happy for her. I don't know if this will turn her around, give her a new role. Of course, Alec, Alec Baldwin uh, made a comment in her face, you know, supporting her. That's the last guy you want. Uh, you know, it's, it's almost like getting an endorsement from President Joe Biden. And you're running for office. You don't want that. That's the last thing you want. But, but the other case that happened, it happened like a day before that, like Thursday or Friday last week, whichever. It happened in Los, An Los Angeles, big, 
busy town. Not to mention what was going on right here in Watertown. Crazy stuff here. We'll get to that in a bit. But I'm learning that the woman that drove through the intersection, once again, at broad daylight, somewhere in a busy street in Los Angeles, was distraught about her, the breakup with her boyfriend. And she's like 41 years old, attractive woman. She's a traveling nurse. She did well in life. She did well in her SAT. She took care of people. But she took out six lives, including a pregnant woman and her child and another uh, young child in another car that was tossed from the... It's just, it's just awful. But the video, if you watch the video... Uh, and again, it's from a surveillance camera from what appears to be like a gas station, whichever. But it's it's freakish because it just looks like it's animated. It doesn't look like a car could travel that quickly. And and she purposely drew Now we're finding out. And this, you know, again, I, there's so many sources. Remember, Tony Dow died twice two weeks ago. Uh, and, and who knows? Olivia Newton-John might still be breathing for all we know. But, you know, you never know where the reliable sources are. Uh, but it's it said that she was distraught over a breakup uh, to her, uh, her boyfriend and that she was committing suicide. Now, that was one interpretation. But if you see the video, unless it's like an Audi 5000 back from the 80s when an Audi 5000 drove itself because it couldn't stop. Other cars did the same. But the Audi 5000 uh, was notorious for that back in the mid to late 80s. And if that were the case for, you know, some some mix up with the car. But that's not the case. This woman purposely drove through and imagine that. It's a bad day. You want to commit suicide. And at the same time, if I take someone else's life, no big deal. What happens? She, she barely gets a couple of scrapes. She's out, I believe she's already out of the hospital. And she's going to be up on manslaughter charges. So I'll ask Joe about that. It's just terrible. There's so many things that can take you out. It could be breast cancer. It could be heart disease. A local contractor guy that I knew, uh, Brett Van Sant uh, from Governor, that I worked with at my other place for a bit, uh, he passed away at a, of a heart attack. I believe he was on his motorcycle. F- young man, I believe 54, 55 years old. So uh, very sad to hear about Brett's passing. Uh, very good contractor, good guy, good American, conservative. You know, not, and, and if he wasn't, I could care less. I mean, one way or the other, he just shouldn't die at 54, 55 years old. And, and someone said, oh, he's doing what he wanted to do best. He was on his motorcycle. He says, well, uh, you know, they said that about Carl Walenda when he fell off the, you know, a, 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 a string of, uh, you know, metal uh, 200 feet over the ground in Puerto Rico back in the 70s. He was, uh, you know, tightrope uh, walker. He didn't want to die that way, trust me. Oh, he died when he did wanted to do most. No, no one wants to go. It's a sad, sad thing, especially those people in the intersection. No one deserved to die there, and the woman didn't deserve to lose her house from Ann Hesh because she just had a bad day. All right, so uh, the, what happened here, I was, you know, I think before I left, I know there was something on News Junkie about the report of a, an older man that was missing. And then while I was away, I could see the progress on that. Of course, as you're, as you're away, it doesn't matter where you go. If you're in Rome or whatever, you could pick up the phone and find out what's going on back home by going to newsjunkiespell.bigfatz.com. You could check the weather by going to the Jake Johnson, uh, uh, I call it the weather cam on Public Square. Get a good gist of what's going on up here, and uh, uh, the reports uh, we're talking about were, uh, were 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 following uh, the missing person, and then ultimately he was found in the uh, Black River. Still don't know what happened there. I'm just catching up on things, but it's sad, very sad thing there. Plus a stabbing, um, you know, it's just, just crazy stuff in a hot, humid uh, time of year up here. I know it was hot up here. I came back; it was still hot. It's hot today, but it wasn't that bad. But here's here's where it all, here's what I, I just got to get you know right into the whole trip. There is no way 
I would ever live in the Midwest. And again, if you're from the Midwest, you lived out there, you got relatives out there, I'm sure it's a great place, great people, everyone says hi. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Everyone's just you know lo- looks out for you. And, oh wow, you're you're not from you know. They look at me and my brothers. You guys aren't from here, and everyone was friendly. No one was you know. I didn't see, we didn't have any fist fights with St. Louis fans when the Yankees blew it in the bottom in the bottom of the eighth inning, and then they proceeded to get swept. We went to the Friday game, but this this is how it all started. Uh, I I fly out to uh, Kansas City first time ever. And I come out of the airport to uh, to go to the rental car place. And I tell you what, I knew it was hot. They warned me it was going to be hot. But it's like Matthew Broderick in uh, uh, Bloxy Blues. It was Africa hot. Hot. And I've been through heat before. Up here, New York City, other areas. It, just, it was just, you couldn't escape it. It was impossible. It was just impossible. But ironically, as brown as we are up here, I'm talking about the grass, by the way. And I'm not talking about the dispensaries. The grass is brown. And as, as hot as it was in the Midwest, everything was green. Everything, the trees, grass, it looked, everything looked like a golf course. And I was asking around. I said, why is it all the, you know, boy, your, your grass is very green. Said, oh, yeah, we got a lot of rain for like three hours, and then it goes away. So, anyway, so we went to Kansas City. We saw the uh, Kansas City, <clears throat> Kansas City here, real cool. I was just so like, oh, my God. But thank God the, the, the games were at night, just like how the Italians are going to attack the sun one day. They're going to go at night. Never mind. So, uh, so, so I get to the airport. It's hot, blah, blah, blah. Drive to this, this uh, dumpy hotel that my brother found. I shouldn't say dumpy, but it's right across the street from the, from the complex where the Royals play. And just to set this up real quick, this is a stadium that I, I feel like I grew up with. It was built in the mid-'70s. The Yankees played the Kansas City Royals in 76, 77, and 78. Uh, neither team made it in 79. They played in 80. Uh, and so there was a lot, big rivalry back in the day, kind of the rivalry going on now with Kansas City and Buffalo, but, you know, despite the fact that they're in the same division. They did have a rivalry. So those days, I remember the fountains in center field. I said, wow, look at that place. They have fountains in the center field while the game's going on. Everything looks so cool. All the people look so beautiful. New stadium. You know, this is when Yankee Stadium, this right around the time when Yankee Stadium was being renovated, and I still thought Kansas City looked a hell of a lot better in the mid-70s, and it did. So driving by for the first time, I said, oh, my God, there it is. I said, I'm on I- I-70, and I see it for the first time. It's just like the first time I saw the, uh, the, the White House in person when we went down there in 09. It's, it's fascinating. You see pictures of it. You see video of this. But you don't see it until you see it in person. And there it was. It's like, wow, that is something. So the stadium is beautiful. It is abs- And they added stuff since. They, the whole outfield had bars, restaurants. But again, it, it, and I don't mean to complain, but my God, the, the heat was, and this was at night. I just, I, how do you live here? How do you live here? So we look across the street, and, and the, the, the Kansas, City, Kansas City Chiefs uh, play across the street at Arrowhead. And that looked dated, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, but nonetheless, it's still a nice place. And, and it was built a long, long time ago. But it's in the middle of nowhere. As, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like how they have uh, Buffalo, where it's uh, way outside the city there. And we stayed at the hotel, and I, 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 the hotel, the, the bartender didn't know how to make a martini. Again, the air conditioning didn't work. All these things, the people at the counter barely talked to you. I said, wow, this impression of Kansas City is flying right out the window. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of great people out there, but our experience was, for the most part, laughable. It was kind of funny. Uh, and we, my brother ordered a martini but never got it. 
And then the lady said, well, I got, bo- I got busy. And there was like three people. <laughs> it's like three people here. So we walked from there, from the hotel to, <laughs> to the game. And I see a bunch of cops set up, uh, up on the top directing traffic because it's kind of a busy highway. It's not I-70, but it's right there. You know, and I'm walking across, and I was, and I, I, I didn't tell my brother this until right. I didn't tell anyone this until right now, that I was gonna, I was gonna run across the street. I was in a, I was like, I saw the cops, and I said, hey, let me run across the street on, just across the street here, just to get you know energy going, my juices going, and sure enough, a car was flying by, and it, it drove right by me, and I, and it was like, wow, look out, and I, I, I didn't tell anyone, but I was one second away from darting in right in the direction of this car. So ultimately, the headlines, New York man, would have read, New York man gets hit outside uh, Kauffman Stadium. News at 11. By the way, Boston loses to the Kansas City Royals. New York man's still dead. The game was great. Uh, I had one tall beer for like 24 ounces by the time, you know, the bottom of the first inning arrived. It was already warm. That's how hot it was. But the people were so friendly, telling us about the history of the place, the prospect of them building a new stadium closer to the city, if not in the city, which kind of saddened me. Because I still think this this is the, my favorite uh, 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 stadium of all time. Growing up as a kid, and since they renovated, now I'm here. Now they're telling me they're going to move out. What? What? To, to, to downtown? <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was that. Brother and I jumped in the car next day, rental car, and we literally drove to St. Louis. It took about three and a half hours, three hours or so. And I can tell you this: and if you've driven on Route uh, 70 from one to the other, it doesn't matter. Uh, you will see the same stretch of land for the next 200-plus miles. I, I think it was like 250 miles plus, whatever it was. It's the same road. And we, I pick, we often pick on upstate New York. A lot of people do. Uh, but there's no place like New York. There really isn't. And here it is. We're coming essentially from where Dorothy came from. There's no place like, can- like, like home in Kansas, right? Well, there is. <laughs> Uh, because from what I could see, it's just, you know, I-70, of course, is the main thoroughfare that goes through Missouri. And it's like, you know, you'd expect different townships. And we just didn't find any. It was just, you know, you, you, Route 81, you, go, you cross over into, from Scranton to Binghamton, you get to Binghamton. Then you get to Cortland. Then you get to Syracuse. A couple of little towns here and there. Central, but you see towns. You see people. Pulaski, Sandy Creek, Watertown, you know, Laf- uh, Lafargeville. Thor- you, know, you see this. When you drive, in our case, at least from west to east, you didn't see anything. You see a couple of billboards here and there, and then all of a sudden St. Louis pops up. And it's like, wow, look, we're back in the Bronx. I didn't know the Bronx was that quick because it really was. It looked like the Bronx. And then you see the arch and you realize, oh, it's not the arch. It's, <laughs> we're in St. Louis. I was telling people St. Louis is Detroit without the arch or vice versa. Uh, and, uh, again, people are nice. <laughs> And, and we went, the hotel was great. The air conditioning worked. It was awesome. By the way, my brother set this all up. He, he's pretty good at that. I paid him afterwards. He, he had it all arranged. He got us tickets at both places. Uh, the Yankee game at St. Louis was sold was pretty much sold out, but he went on StubHub and got us seats for a reasonable price, too. But before the St. Louis game, uh, we stopped off at this bar. It's just this humongous bar. I mean, it's huge. Biggest bar I've ever seen in my life. It had uh, a couple, you know, those uh, girls on uh, wearing chaps with their butt cheeks hanging out, and uh, they were on these, uh, you know, the mechanical bulls, you know, kind of wrestling each other at the same time. That was interesting. It's wow. <laughs> I thought the St. Louis Cardinals had a wholesome type of, you know, uh, 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 element to them, but not here. And the place was packed. The Yankee fans were everywhere, everywhere. 
And so before the game, of course, we had to go to the Arch, right? You, you know, when in Rome, you got to go to the Coliseum, right? You got to in, in St. Louis. There's nothing beyond the Arch, but you got to go to the Arch, and we did. And while we were there, as hot as it was, it was great being there. And I, so I touched it. It's like, wow, this is the arts that I've been seeing all my life. And here I am. This is like someone visiting the Statue of Liberty. But it's just, you know, you live in New York. You don't give a crap about that. You go somewhere else. It's like, wow, there's the arch. Okay, let's go home. No. Like, like uh, 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 Clark Griswold when he's at the uh, Grand Canyon looking for Christy Brinkley. So I touched it, and great. So we went inside and saw the history. I figured all this is going to be reversed due to CRT and everything else in the next couple of years. So let's let's absorb all this while it lasts. So my brother, of all people, he's older than me. He said, "Hey, look, they're having a puppet show, <laughs> and, and there's a big poster there that says puppet show every half hour, whatever the deal was." And uh, we went. And he wanted to go. So we asked the, the old guy, uh, security guard, hey, where's the t- puppet show? And the guy said, aren't you guys a little too old for puppets? You don't have any kids. Went to the puppet show. Let me tell you something. The puppet show was, I mean, again, I don't mean to put this down. We're, we're at a national landmark here. And the puppet show, <laughs> the puppet show was so amateurish. It was laughable. And, and the kids loved it. Don't get me wrong. Because kids, you know, you can give a kid a rubber band, he's happy. But this was like, hi, folks, I'm Thomas Jefferson. It's like, oh, that's not, really? You're Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So well, that was interesting. We kind of you know, sheepishly walked out of that. And, uh, and then we walked out of the grounds. And who do I run into? Who do I run into? But Steve Sabaro and his wife. I couldn't believe it. I, I, and I, I'm walking there and uh, taking, I'm walking here. And I'm walking around hotter than hell and looking up at the arch. And I said, Glenn Curry. I was like, wow, it's not my brother telling me that. So we got pictures together, although I thought I had a picture of me, but that, uh, and but it didn't work. It, it rather, uh, my brother didn't know how to use the camera. He thought he was taking pictures, but I did take a picture of Steve and his wife, and it was great. It was an awesome, awesome time to, in, 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 uh, to run into someone from Watertown. Uh, it, was, it was great, and, of course, they were there for the games, too. In fact, they were there the night before to watch in the Cubs game. And uh, Steve said he bought the game. He bought the tickets for like eight bucks, or the 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 tickets were as cheap as eight dollars. Same thing in Kauffman Stadium. You could get tickets under ten dollars. I say that's the way it's supposed to be because you're going to charge ten dollars for a beer. You might as well get, you know, you, you're going to get them one way or the other. And with, with when you buy tickets, my brother was saying when you buy tickets in Yankee Stadium or anywhere in New York City, it's a lot more and the fees are a lot more, and they don't have those really cool features. Where you can hang out and stand up in the and you do in Yankee Stadium and Shea or City Field, I get it, but nothing is open and, and, and it's just it was a better place. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so anyway, there you have it. Uh, met someone from Watertown. That was a, a chance meeting, and uh, came back the next day on Saturday, and uh, it was interesting as far as the the plane trips were concerned. I don't know how, I don't know why we continue cramming as as many people. The the people get bigger. And, and planes just get smaller. That's all there is to it. I don't travel that much, but I could see the noticeable difference. The planes that come out of Syracuse to Detroit, for instance, are, are just... And I don't even know how the pilots get in there. When you, when you walk in, you see the, the cockpit. It's like, no wonder we can't get pilots to, 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 to fly anymore. Look, look at these things. And people just cramming on, no incidents. But uh, you know, one guy on the way back asked me if he, if I, he, he couldn't get his, his, uh, his uh, whatever... The connector to juice up it to uh, to charge his phone didn't work, 
So he crossed over my feet to use mine. Oh, I could put it in for you. No, I got it. I got it. It's an Arab guy. And then he gets up to let the third person. So I'm stuck between him and someone else. And like, oh, man, this, this, this flight, by the way, was canceled. Uh, my, my flights back were canceled and, and postponed by six hours, uh, which sucked. But that's life, you know. So this, the national statistics you've been hearing, yes, it hit yours truly. So I had to wait. And uh, so I'm getting on the plane. I'm sitting in the middle, and this guy, and then, and, and so anyway, the person on to the right of me arrives late, and now I got to get up to let her in. And of course, the guy gets up, and he just doesn't let me get out. He's like, I have to get by him in order to get to let her in. People just don't get it. The sh- tight spaces, especially in post-COVID eras. So I just saw that this guy, he's a younger guy than me, and he's standing there. He's blocking me from going to, to allow me, myself to get into the aisle to let the woman get into her tr- seat so then I can go back in. There. No, he's just going to stand there, and we're all going to squeeze by somehow. So I said, no, I'm coming to you. I'm coming your way. And he looks at me. And, said, no. and so anyway, he backs up. I get back. She gets in. I get back in. And moments later, I get this little slight tap. Not, it's a, I could barely feel it. And the stewardess just taps me on the shoulder. And she was very nice. She wasn't looking at me like I was a male Karen, although I did think about it. But she did have some sympathy for me. And she says, hey, there's a seat uh, four rows up on the aisle. Do you want it? I go, yes. <laughs> so you got to jump. You got to take it now. I said, oh, thank you, ma'am. So I got up and took that seat. And sure enough, just as I, I took the seat, isn't it amazing when you're in the terminal Ultimately, the people that you see in the terminal, you sit next to or nearby, are the people that you ultimately sit next to in the in the ter- in the plane. That happened three times. It, it was the strangest thing because I was displaced from the the, the guy that just wouldn't you know wouldn't get out of my way, uh, and then I moved up and I'm sitting next to this French couple or a couple from uh, from uh, they might have been French Canadian. I don't know. But they were speaking uh, French, and you know, the, you know, the, the 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 French are known for being lovers, right? French are, France is for lovers. I've never seen a public display of affection by two people uh, to this level. Now, no, there wasn't anything, you know, beyond kissing, and wasn't that blah blah blah. We didn't see anything from a scene from Goodfellas in the in the penitentiary and so forth. But they couldn't stop kissing one another, and ultimately, these are the I mean, we got what 30, 40 rows in a, in a common plane. I'm sitting next to the, lo- the love uh, birds on the way back. They were nice people, but they just couldn't stop kissing. And they just kept, kept it up on the plane. One woman said as we were getting, boarding the plane early, oh, people, more, we should see more of this. More people should be like this. I'm like, Come, lady, give it a break. Come on. But anyway, that was my experience. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I, I, they have, they have a, a subway from, uh, from St. Louis to the airport. I'm thinking, oh, that's nice. You know, you just figure it's got to be a it's got to be like a shuttle from downtown. It's probably two, three stops, pick up a couple people, commuters, maybe you know people in and out, and it's going to fly by. It took an hour, <laughs> and, and it, w- it was the darkest subway I've ever been on in my life, and I mean that because there was no lights in the subway, none. And it kind of reminded me of this recurring dream I've had in recent years, where I go into a subway and it's dark, and I don't know if I'm on the right side of the tracks. Is this going in the, in the right direction or in the other direction? And it's amazing. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, my, my dreams are coming to reality. This is it. New York man, instead of getting run over in Kansas City, dies in a subway in St. Louis. Didn't happen. Got to the airport. Everything was fine. And uh, Yankees proceeded on losing Saturday, and then they lost again last night. Uh, lost five in a row. Depressing. Really is. 
walking out of that stadium Friday night. Thank God we could walk to the to the hotel, which is which is a really cool thing. The the, the fact that Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx, I know that's part of the tradition, and the same thing with City Field. It's in Flushing in a parking lot. It's like it's just it's just not right. It really should. Every stadium should be in a downtown setting. I totally agree with that, with exception to Kansas City because those ballparks, that one ballpark, is so beautiful. But uh, it is a great thing to say, hey, hey, we lost, but you know we're five minutes away from the hotel. Actually, it was a little longer than that, but it was just a quick shower when I got came home, fell asleep, woke up the next day, and there, there and it came back. So here I am. Uh, I don't know what else I missed. I talked about the uh, Ella Ann Hesh. And how she's going to get off on that, literally because she wasn't tested. Uh, and thank God no one died. But that Mercedes-Benz that happened the day before, horrible story. Not to mention what happened right here in Watertown. So I just went on and on and on for over 25 minutes. And that's what I do when I come back from a trip. I really do that. So you knew I had to at least explain where I've been. And hopefully I entertain you. So let's do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show. Dip, 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 day. There to expel COVID for good. Uh, welcome back. So, uh, what did I miss? I didn't hear any of the hotline shows. I didn't even hear today's show. I heard a little bit, I should say. Jeff was talking about something. So, if you want to chime in, by all means, give us a shout. 755-1240. Tell me what you did during the, the continuing uh, uh, heat wave that we have right now. Or for that, ma- for that matter, your famous or uh, whatever stories you want to share with us, particularly those on an airplane. No, I didn't have any bad experiences, but we've we, some of us have, and I see them all the time. Uh, I can tell you this, uh, the Detroit airport, one of the best-looking airports I've ever seen. Kansas City looks like it was built in the 70s. St. Louis, I really didn't get a feel for it. Uh, and again, not to judge any city by its airport, but uh, you know, some are better than others, just the way they look and how you feel when you're inside them. But that, that Detroit one, that's really nice. It's kind of a surprise. You, know, you just think, oh, it's Detroit. Probably no better than Newark. But it was actually very, very nice. So um, I'm on News Junkie. It was a HOTUS motel gar- uh, garbage fire. And once again, this is a Syracuse story. But you know that uh, that overhang there on Onondaga, uh, what is that, Onondaga Lake Parkway? It's the bridge there that gets hit. It's a train trestle. And uh, like every six months or so, a big truck or a bus, something or other, gets stuck on it. Once again, another one, another tractor trailer hit it. I don't understand why they don't have chains uh, hanging down just like they do on the uh, Hutchison River Parkway down in New York, where if, if you hit the chains, that means you've got to stop because you're not going to get underneath the overpass. I just don't get that. I, am I missing something? What, what, can't they figure this out? I asked, why can't they just dig deeper? They said, no, you can't do that. You'll get into... You'll, you'll, you'll dig up water, and, you know, the, the, the trestle's too big. It's too vital to the system, and so they got to... It happens all the time. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, I just wanted to ask you, was there many people wearing a mask? No, hardly any. I, really, at, I the, at the ballpark... I traveled over a month ago out west, and um, I wore my mask at the airport and on the plane. And um, by the time I got back, 10 days later, I had the COVID. Did you really? Yep. Yeah, my, my other brother didn't go because he feared that if he got COVID, he would give it to his wife, and his wife has some, some issues now, uh, so yeah. he, he didn't go. So, but, uh, no, I, I saw quite a few wearing a mask, but most of them weren't. Hmm. Okay, Glenn. All right, thanks. Yeah, on the plane, I saw a couple here and there. The ballpark, I mean, I got pictures galore. 
It's amazing because you know I was the the camera that I have the camera phone that I have is we all have a camera phone. I don't care who you are, you could take high resolution pictures and uh, of 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 great scenery in a ballpark filled with people, most of them wearing red shirts or the blue sky and the skyline in the background. It was just tremendous. It is a tremendous feeling to see all this humanity here to watch America's pastime, uh, and uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. But no, I didn't see any masks. What else? What What else did I not see? I didn't get crazy because um, when, it, when it's so hot, you know. Hey, let's, you know, I was thinking about maybe I should walk out and go downtown. No, going straight to bed. <laughs> I'm almost sixty. I'm not doing so well anyway. The, the heat just takes it out of me. But uh, a lot of people said they've done something similar to that. I know uh, my friend Toby Newcomb. She's a big Yankee fan. She and her, her family will go on an excursion like that. They'll to pick up and go to Kansas City. Obviously, you know, go to Boston if you can. Go to Philadelphia. Go to go to Baltimore. It is a good experience. It really is. Yankee fans are amazing. They really are. As as, as obnoxious as New York fans are, and they are. Trust me. Um, it, it was just great to see so many show up. For, they came from all over. There were Yankee fans from the from Kentucky, Arkansas. All over the country, and the place was absolutely packed. I think it was the biggest crowd they had all year. Hi, you're in the air. How was the hot dog? Uh, the hot dog was good. Was I had maybe just two hot dogs? They were okay. They weren't, you know, they weren't. They weren't done on a grill. They were all boiled. I noticed that. Really? Yeah. I thought I ran into you when I saw Steve. Yeah, that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seen that picture. I go, wow, that is really something. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, you know, it's amazing because when I uh, I travel uh, quite a bit and I'll go here and there, and I'm always running into somebody from up here. It's just amazing. It is amazing. Especially, I'm sure down in yeah, Florida you see people. I was in St. Thomas and I was, I was at a resort where, you know, you kind of. You know, you you book the resort. You know what I mean. So it's not like you'll be well with all the tourists and stuff. Right. And I'll never forget. It was in like '84, I guess it was '84, '85, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I ran uh, one of the pharmacists from Clinic uh, Drugs. Really? Yeah. 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 No, it's not not the one we know, but it was a different one. Yeah. Yeah. And when I mention where I'm living, where we're originally from, you know, they'll go through the whole thing because you know that's what you do because people know that we're not from upstate. But anyway. Uh, yeah. They said, oh, I know what it's, yeah, Fort Trump. So it, it's true. A caller called up here maybe eight months ago and said, no matter where he goes in the world, everyone has some association to this part of the world, no matter where he is. It's true. It, it is it's true. true. And it's not always Fort Trump. Yeah. It's not always Fort Trump. And that's interesting because no. we don't have a college here. I mean, we do, but we don't, you know, it's not like Syracuse University's here or even Potsdam for them. But people, people know this place, and they, it's, it's pretty well, fascinating. Well, they come up Thousand Island. Especially that most people in the Northeast have been to the Thousand Islands. But, you know, you say that, and like my cousin Bobby is up right now. He's, at, he's in Clayton. I'm, I'm, after the show, I'm going to meet him and his wife with, with Sharon. And he's from Brooklyn. He's, he's a retired New York cop. And he's never been up here before. He has no clue what this place was. He came up yesterday. So, wow. Yeah, never been wow. here before. So, yeah, they're always amazed. But I mean, like even when I'm in Florida, there uh, in the winter, those the, a lot of the people they go, oh, yeah, I go up there, I take my boat up there. You can't beat that, and blah blah blah. Have you ever been to, to Missouri? Through here, have you been to Missouri? Yes, I have. 
Yep. Yeah, so you know the terrain. You know, I don't know if you went in the summer, yeah. but I, you know, I didn't know this until watching the Yankee games over the years that it gets excessive, just ridiculously hot in the plains. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be in Texas to be in really, really hot weather. Oklahoma's, you know, that's south too, but Missouri right. was hot. There's no doubt about it. That was a hot place. Yeah, my uh, my son's living in Waco, Texas. Oof. And I wanted to go down and visit because I just had a baby, Stephen. Yeah, well, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, and uh, the temperature's been over 100 degrees every day. Every day. And it's like, well, one day, look, it was 110. Imagine that. 110 uh, I just came from that. Yeah, it was over 100 degrees. Oppressive. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it's yeah. like you can't breathe that well. It's like, ugh. No. I know, right? So yeah, no, I was in. Uh, well, I was down your neck of the woods. I was in Connecticut. Oh, nice. And went, yeah, I went fishing in the ocean, right off of Long Island. I never realized you were that close. Yeah, you could see Long Island. Yeah, sure. They were yeah. going to build a bridge at one point. Believe it or not, would have been the longest bridge ever over the Long I Island. I never see so many uh, ferries. The ferries go back and forth like every ten minutes. You see a ferry go by. They have like. And Six it, or seven of them, and they just back and forth, back and it forth. It cuts okay. off so much, you know, because if, if either you do that or you got to drive all the way down through uh, Westchester, the Bronx, over whatever bridge you're crossing over, it, t- it cuts off so much. It's, it, yeah. The ferries there are perfect to save at least two hours, depending upon the time yeah. of day. So, Well, you know what I noticed, Glenn? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was the way I went because I didn't get down near the city or anything. I mean, it was in the, some of the cities in Connecticut and, yeah. and uh, Massachusetts. But the traffic is so much heavier down oh. south than it is oh, really? up in the north. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say down. Well, because Long Island. I mean, you haven't I, been to Long know, Island in a while. I, and I <laughs> guess I used to think that was heavy traffic. You know, you take the throughway and, yeah. you know, like on a holiday weekend, it'd be like a lot of cars on the road. And you thought that was heavy traffic. Yeah. And then you go down south, and you're bumper to bumper on 95. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. totally different. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have uh, public transportation like places like New York have. I, I, you know, like yeah. Long Island Railroad. It's not just the subway, by the way. It's 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 a, a lot of tra- uh, uh, mass transit. And I don't know. I mean, in St. Louis, that and let me tell you, their mass transit was nothing more than a couple of three cars or so uh, in one line. So. And I'm, I don't know what their traffic situation is during rush hour, but uh, I think the same is for Atlanta or anywhere down in Florida. If you don't have mass transit, you're going to have congestion all the time. I, I don't know how people do it, Duff. I really don't know how they do it. I don't know why they do it is, the, I guess, is a better question. Long Island Expressway, it, it's, it, you, you might, if, you're, if you're traveling right now from Fort Lee, New Jersey, between 3 and 6 o'clock, even 7 o'clock, especially late in the week, Forget about it. If you have to get out to Suffolk County, it's going to take you over two hours. And by yeah. a straight shot, it's no more than probably thirty, probably 40 miles total. But it will take you over two hours to do 40 miles. Yeah. That, that's absurd. Yeah, D.C.'s like that, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 D.C. and come back. Oh, and there's, oh, but the jobs. Oh, you get six-figure jobs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, great. But you're spending, on average, every work week, at least 10 to 15 hours just to get to work. Just to right. get to work. And then he's, oh, I bought a house in Jersey. He's, okay, good. Then you got another hour to get here. Oh, we well, moved up to Orange County. There goes another hour. You know, I mean, okay, you pay less taxes. But wh- what type of lifestyle is that? Uh, I don't want to justify living up in northern New York like I have for all my life. But I can tell you this much. There is something to be said about getting into work in less than 10 minutes. It, it's, it's, it's actually good for your health. It really is. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you got more time. You got a lot more time, and you got more, especially at night. And if one lousy car breaks down, 
your your life is shot. Oh, if the subway breaks down, you're stuck. No wonder they start beating the crap out of each other down there or in any congested area. It's yeah. it's just it's taxing. Well, they want to work from home. And well, and I, I, again, I, I deal with agencies that aren't haven't been in in their offices for over two and a half years. I don't know how they get anything yeah. done. I mean, God bless them for doing that. But as you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he challenged a lot of his employees. He said, There's a lot of people who don't even shouldn't even, shouldn't even be working here. They don't do anything. One guy was asking, "When are we going to get uh, COVID time off?" <laughs> it's like because people are so jaded. Uh, but 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 that said, I, again, I just want to go back to say, like you know, again, we had some quirky times with people who didn't want to make a martini and someone who didn't, you know, uh, hardworking. There are hardworking people everywhere in this country. Uh, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. up the hotels. I always leave a tip. The one guy drove us in this little, you know, Batmobile, whatever it was, from the hotel, and oh, everyone, oh, this is nice, and then no one tipped him. I was like, well, someone's got to tip this guy. Come on, we're from the, we can't do yeah. that. So I gave him five bucks. He looked at me. He said, well, thank you very much. I said, no, you're very welcome. <laughs> of course, I'm going to tip you. This was, this shouldn't be free. I don't know how the, he's saying that. Oh, this is subsidized by the government. It's a great way to create jobs. There's no money involved here. What are we doing? And he drove us right up to the bar. So I said, this, you know, you've got to get something out of it. Anyway, that was my little spiel there. But anyway, yeah. glad to be back, Duff, man. I got a call, and then I got to get into a break. But uh, good running into you in good St. Louis. Welcome back home. Thanks. Thanks. All right. That's the Duff, man. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, yeah, I almost gave up on you. Ah, SG. SG. <laughs> did, did, did you just say a child's puppet show wasn't up to your standards? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you know, here's, here's the thing. Well, we all have standards. Howdy, do, howdy Doody sucked, too, you know? Yeah, no, no. Howdy Doody did not suck. Uh, neither, no, 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 listen to me. Listen, SG, trust me when I say this. It's, I sound a little harsh, and yes, I do have standards, like you do and everyone else does. It was yeah, just like, uh, here it is, I, they had a big sign, and you know, every, you know, all these, and it's like, you could do better than this. I mean, come on. It's Lewis and Clark. Oh, God. The thing is, you don't have to do as much for children because. No, I know. Like, let's see what they did. But But, you know um, what? No, 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 no. I'm going to say no because you can. You can do better for children. Maybe you can go and and get some class in that puppet show. I should. I should be a puppeteer. (laughs) And by the way, these Um, were not, these were not, these were hand puppets that, you know, so they weren't like Muppets with the sticks or anything. Yeah. Like, like Marionettes. Yeah, no, not Marionettes. That's the real, so yeah. these are easy, you know. These are easy, yeah, yeah, easy. and then, you know you got to at least get a little bit elaborate. But they didn't even try. <laughs> Let me tell you real quick. I, I had a small world story when when I my best friend, uh, the first friend I guess, he lived by next to my grandma's house, so he's my friend. And then they moved to Florida um, in sixth grade. And like we went to Bush Gardens in eleventh grade. And it's just like, hey Eric and hey Scott. <laughs> just, uh, hmm. uh, Where'd you meet him? Oh, I missed really? that. You met Bush, you. Bush Gardens in Florida. Oh wow, yeah. They moved. They moved to Florida. So I mean, he, he was in Florida. He said that was the only time he ever went to uh, the Bush Gardens. The whole time he was there. Was, wow. And, and he ran into. Yeah, well, that's uh, where they're going to meet someone at a you know yeah. destination like that. Well, a funny, a funny one was when I was in uh, Ansbach, Germany. Me and my daughter went to a club in Nuremberg, Germany. I think it's about two hours away. Right. And we walked in the door, and a girl says, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> really, in Germany. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. well. There's a indoor water park that we went to a few times and she was the bartender at the water park. Nice. So, you know, it wasn't somebody I knew a long, long time but it was just funny when you walk into a club two hours away in another country and somebody two minutes later says, hey. It's funny to hear your name. or It's it's weird seeing people you know in a foreign place. It, it really it, is. Yeah, in a place you don't expect it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
small world experience. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, we got to have, have, have to do your break. Uh, yeah, got to do the break, but yeah, thanks, yeah, SG. Yeah. All right. Cool. And, and, yes, they do have puppet standards. Sorry to admit. All right. Uh, it's about eight minutes before the hour. We'll be back. Roof look. Oh, welcome back. Um, so, anyway, I got this text. Apparently, I've been talking too much. Oh, why don't you why don't you, why don't you stop talking before you start kissing her to death? I said, what? Oh, youth is wasted on the wrong people. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how are you doing, partner? What's happening? I got an airport story for you. There you go. I'm flying from Newark to Syracuse, coming home for my vacation, and I want to bring my horses with me because that's my favorite sport. So yeah. I just threw them in my suitcase loose. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to uh, security at the airport, and uh, all of a sudden, everybody running for cover, and the uh, security come running out. When was this? And well, how long? I'm going, what do we got, a terrorist or something? Right. They said, yeah, what do you got in that bag? I said, gee, I don't know. Said, oh, it looks like a homemade pipe bomb. Right. I had my horseshoes in my suitcase. Oh my they God. thought it was a homemade bomb. Wait, wait, wait. What year? What year are we talking? Uh, this is about like uh, 2007. All right. All right, so 87. All right, so why? I mean, again, you, you, when you bring horseshoes, that means three three percent. That means did you have six horseshoes? I had uh, uh, four horseshoes and two stakes, and they were loose. I didn't have them in a box or nothing. They were just loose in amongst my clothes with the horseshoes. So. Well, you I mean, you were carrying. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I thought there was four. I thought there was three. I thought there was six horseshoes, three per, per player. Oh uh, no, two, two per, two per player. Is it really? Right. Well, I guess I don't know that. So why? I mean, how old were you? You must have been a young man, like in your twenties, when you made that you know brilliant uh, decision. Uh, yeah, I was in. Uh, I was about twenty-eight. Right. It wasn't that heavy. I mean, it's like it was like it was literally going through an airport with a ball and chain. That's a, that's heavy. Not to mention the clothes that you brought along. Yeah, but I was younger back then. Yeah, I, I was okay with it. So, but, but okay, so I'm once, glad it was uh, not. Um, I tried before nine eleven. I'd have been in good time and obey. <laughs> yes, rightfully bad. so. But, uh, nah. And it's funny because in Syracuse, they, they I had a can of aerosol and I got stopped for that. But what they didn't realize is that I, I had a bottle of orange juice in my bag, and I left that in there coming back, and they found the bottle of orange juice in St. Louis. And, and the woman at the thing was like felt bad for me that she had to take my orange juice away. It's, bad. it's like, well, now I'm going to stink to death. You took my deodorant. You can't have orange juice. What are you bringing orange juice on an airplane? No, it was just a, it was, I, bought it, I bought it at the damn uh, concession stand at, beyond the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It was like eight ounces. They, I can't even bring that on. And, and, then, and, then they, and then they give you like, oh, you want, uh, you want coffee? And they get real upset when you want coffee. Because that means they can actually, they, oh, God, now i got to pour it. Now i got to give you a cream. i got to give you a stirrer. If they, you want a bottle of water, they just give you this little 7-ounce bottle of water. It just looks, it's just like this. It looks, it looks like you can't get enough oh, in it for, I know the deal, for a water yeah. balloon. Well, you want an airport story. I'm not a terrorist. No, it was not a bomb. I know. Well, that's a good story, though, my friend. Thank you very much for sharing with that, that with us today. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, I get Danny Francis. Um, spooky. Okay, uh, okay. 
No, Jim just sent me a text. Um, I'm real. I got to be quick about this. I got a little more than a minute left, and apparently Trump uh, flushed some documents down a toilet. One of them had uh, Elise Stefanik's name on it. I, I didn't get. My, it wasn't a link to this, but he sent it to me prior to today's show, anticipating that uh, you know I would bring this up. Well, I never did until now because it's prior. You know, just moments ago, Danny uh, at three five thirty three, halfway through the show. Danny texts me, stop talking and do the damn show. <laughs> I mean, I, I was doing the damn show. I, and that's what I did. By the way, this is a talk show. I, what do you want me to dedicate? A, I mean, now you want to downplay uh, Donald Trump and him uh, dumping all of his documents with Elise Stefanik's name on it in, in lieu of or, or to replace my wonderful story about my trip to Kansas City? Come on now, Danny. Come on, man. Can't, can't, can't we all just get along? Jeepers, creepers. All right, the show is ending. Uh, up next, of course, is CBS News. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown makes us legal. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. You better shape up. Because I need a man. A shocking loss in Hollywood today. Olivia